Your legal options if you buy or sell a used car from a private individual, dealer, or at an auction. Now, we have the basic law of contract, we have footstuts clauses, we have the Consumer Protection Act. There are a whole host of things one has to know. We at SAFM are trying to just bridge that information, a symmetry gap, by hosting every Monday, the last segment, last 30 minutes. Unfortunately, today it will be the last 20 minutes. A rights and an advisory platform where we engage experts in the industry or the relevant field about which we will be talking to make sure the information redounds and spreads to the communities. You at home, our listeners now, attorney specializing in consumer law at Trudy Brookman Attorneys, Trudy Brookman herself, is on the line to talk to us about the do's and don'ts, and I'm hoping that we are going to engage. I mean, I would imagine this is something which you have done or hoping to do, certainly very soon. Customers who choose to purchase used vehicles do so as an alternative thanks to the second-hand motor vehicle sales market. turns out to be a better choice than purchasing a new car that one might not even be able to afford given the status of the economy. However, there are many instances of non-compliance and injustices against innocent purchasers of these cars on the used car market. This is something, unfortunately, that many people get caught out on. Good evening, Trudy Brookman. Thank you so much for your time. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you so much, Sangeza. Thanks for having me on the program about a topic I feel so strongly about. Okay, then take this platform to say whatever you feel is important for us to know. At the right time, I'll interject. Let's talk about the regulatory regime, all these clauses, latent defects, patent defects, footstuts clauses, and the entire institution of auction buying, which is completely different to the traditional used car market space. Yeah, absolutely, Songezo. It it feels like a minefield. And actually, I'm in the process of buying a second-hand car. I've just gotten rid of my old car. Um, and uh, I must say, I work with uh, consumer law, uh, motor vehicle defects on a daily basis, and I'm feeling a bit of anxiety. So honestly, I just want to say to any of the listeners who feel Wow, buying a second-hand car feels like a minefield. It feels like such a stressful uh, experience. All this legal stuff. Uh, how on earth can I uh, can I be sure that I can be safe? I'm trying. I'm going to try and make it as simple as possible for us this evening. It isn't rocket science, actually. And what one wants to do is keep your head on your shoulders um, and be careful. Maybe I can start with a few of the common mistakes that we see in our practice um, uh, on a regular basis. First thing I want to say is a common mistake that we we make as South Africans when you're buying a second-hand vehicle is not checking the vehicle properly beforehand. Um uh, it's a, a stage in the process which is so key. This is the stage where you can avoid future troubles <laughs> that will haunt you for years to come uh, and troubles that can affect you probably for most of us. This is if you are able, uh, blessed enough to, be, to, to purchase a property, your vehicle will probably be your second biggest asset and expense in your life. It's worthwhile checking it properly beforehand. So what I want to recommend is you in the market to uh, shop for a second-hand vehicle. One of those has caught your eye or maybe two or three of them have caught your eye. Do your homework first <laughs> first before you uh, before you uh, before you purchase. Don't fall in love and, and, and make a romantic purchase. Check the thing properly. So number one, how can you check? You can check the price. Um, in the old days, 
all the dealerships used to work with a with a booklet which was called the Mead and McCrather Auto Dealers Guide. It's now called the TransUnion Auto Dealers Guide. And what you want to do is you want to lean over the shoulder of a dealership uh, of the of the motor dealer and maybe don't ask the one who's trying to sell that car to you. Ask another one <laughs> where you're also shopping around, and you look in the book for the retail. Uh, price for the vehicle that you have in mind, particular age, et cetera, ask someone to look it up for you. And you'll see that there are two parameters depending on whether the car's in a really good condition, very low mileage, or very uh, bad condition, very high mileage. And you need to check that you're in the right place there in terms of the vehicle that you're purchasing. Um, so that's the way in which you can check the price. Um, there shouldn't be a, div a substantial diversion from the retail uh, margin or band uh, for the car that you have in mind um, uh, where you when you're purchasing. Another way of checking whether the price is right is you're probably going to insure the vehicle once you've purchased it. Speak to your insurer before you buy and say to them, I want to buy this vehicle, give the details, will you insure it for the price that I'm purchasing? You're often going to hear, uh-uh, you're paying too much, we're not going to insure it for that value. Then you know you need to uh, uh, negotiate the price down. Mm -hmm. That's how you can check the price. Secondly, you want to check the value, the, the quality of this vehicle. So That's I've just gotten rid of a vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I've just gotten rid of a vehicle because there were some repairs that I didn't want to pay for. It was getting a little bit too expensive. The poor person who's going to buy my car is, is buying the vehicle with that risk, uh, with those very expensive repairs Thank that need to happen. So remember when you're buying secondhand, you're buying a car that someone else sold for some reason. You want to try and work out what the reason is. <laughs> okay. Um, so how do we check the quality or any for, check for any defects in the vehicle, I want to recommend that you take it to, that you spend the money and that you take the vehicle to uh, the agent of that make of vehicle and pay them, uh, it's about 2,000, 2,500 rand um, to give the car a proper check from start to end. Once you've got the report back, don't just ac accept it on face va value. Some of it you're not going to understand. Ask to speak to the technician who did the check for you and say to him, uh, it's helpful if you're a woman, you can say, sir, would you recommend to your daughter that she buys this car? <laughs> then, you, mm -hmm. then you're going to get a, a, an honest answer from him. Uh, maybe something on the report re refers to a part that you've never heard of. Say to them, should this make me concerned? How much does it cost to repair this? Make use of that report to negotiate the price down. So let's say you get a list of, of defects in the vehicle. It actually doesn't look so bad and it looks as though you don't need to be too worried about it, but obviously you do need to repair those defects once you've taken the car. Get a quote for that and, re and uh, negotiate to reduce your purchase price by that amount of the quote. So you take that to the dealership and that's how you're a savvy consumer to get to pay, make sure you're paying the right price, number one, and number two, you're not buying a lemon. Let me say this for now. I mean, I think that doing the homework part is a lot of the time easier said than done. And the dealers, good luck if you can find one who just genuinely is out there looking for the consumer because a lot of the time they're trying to get the stock off the floor shelf. They live off commissions a lot of the time. So their incentive is to get rid of the vehicle. And part of that means when necessary or appropriate for them or in their context 
is not to volunteer the truth, whatever the truth is. Now, how does one do one's homework? Looking at a vehicle is not to inspect a vehicle. What can you say insofar as it relates to that? So, Gezo, you're speaking the truth. You mustn't assume that this uh, slick salesman is on your side and is. Um, you must expect that he's that he's saying what he wants, that he wants Absolutely. what he thinks you want to hear. So, um, listen with a critical ear and then ask the right questions. Has the vehicle been in a motor accident? What was the nature of the motor accident? Um, do you have the full service history? Get hold of the full service history. Check it out. Take a look at the odometer uh, reading. Remember that it's a common thing in South Africa for people to turn back the odometer. So it looks as though it's got uh, very low mileage. But in fact, when you look at the service report, actually you see that the mileage was over that amount at a certain stage. Carefully check all of these things. Check um, whether the car was serviced by the agents or by someone else. What one can also do is to ring the agents uh, of uh, or, or the head office of the particular make of vehicle that you're wanting to purchase. They keep, and, and if you can get the VIN number from the dealership where you're purchasing, you just ask for it. Um, then you give them the VIN number over the phone and free of charge, they will check for you whether um, they have a record of this vehicle having been in a serious accident. Why do we not want to buy a vehicle that's been in a serious accident? We don't know whether the damage has been fully repaired or has been expertly repaired. So um, having a, a vehicle which isn't properly repaired uh, gives you two problems. The first one is mm -hmm. the vehicle may not be trustworthy and safe, um, and uh, you have a, a much increased chance of parts failing on you, the vehicle uh, being unreliable and you being stranded next to the road, uh, and for those um, defects to be very, very expensive for you to repair. That's number one. And then number two, you might, might be buying a vehicle which you think has got this value, but because of the accident damage, it has a much lower value. So when, you, when you're wanting to sell it, uh, you're not getting your money's worth that you're expecting. Mm -hmm. So be very careful about that. How can we check for an accident? Look for overspray. So overspray is where the vehicle has been in an accident and has been sprayed the, the color uh, of the paint on the, um, uh, once again. If you look on the inside of, of the doors, you can often see that the original spray line was here and that it's been sprayed over a second time. Then you need to ask about it, an accident and you need to be concerned about that. Okay, what happens when you ask that question? Because I bought a car from Prestige Motors in PE and my, I, I asked the lady who was my sales agent, has this car been in an accident? She said no. The VIN number was not picked up because I got a brother of mine who is in the car sales industry to have a look at this VIN number. And he said the system that they use has spat out a negative record. In other words, there's no record of this car having been previously in an accident. It was only once I had a scratch and dent that I took my car. This is now a car bought in PE, driven up to Gauteng. Pretoria, I take it to the guy who's going to repair my dent, and he tells me this car has been in an accident. And here I am saying, no, it has not, because my 
the, my dealer said it wasn't and he just looked at me and laughed and yeah. then he showed me what they call in the industry fish eyes and then he opened the bonnet and he said look at the black parts they have been sprayed talking about the overspray he's like a car that is brand new that has never been resprayed will not have this so in other words what rights does then one have when there is a misrepresentation on the part of the dealer or the seller we're talking, after all, consumer protection. And I, sh I should say, are there any other anecdotes that you have at home of where you felt cheated or you felt, to use a common term, dribbled and that you would like to just laugh at yourself now because, well, you have worked around that or you are now able to talk about it and thus warn other consumers? Please do give us a call or, better yet, drop us a voice note. We do have all of six minutes left and it would be nice to have as interactive a session as possible, albeit... We are in perfect company with Trudy Brookman, who's an attorney specializing in consumer law at Trudy Brookman Attorneys. Trudy? Songhez, so the, what you're telling is uh, the experience of so many of my clients. Um, so the, 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 the risk is real. <laughs> the consumers who are listening need to be very careful on this front. What, you, what your rights are if, if you have been misled. Um, so the Consumer Protection Act uh, which covers consumers who buy a vehicle from any seller who is acting in the ordinary course of their business. So when I was selling my, my vehicle, it's not the ordinary course of my business. I'm a lawyer. That's my business. So um, if you had bought the car from me, uh, then you would not be covered by the Consumer Protection Act. Um, but in terms of the, both the common law and the Consumer Protection Act, if you mislead a, a purchaser, um, if you lie, like the uh, uh, um, she lied, uh, she did. Assistant, I just forget her name because um, I would literally did. toast yes. her right now. Yes, then in fact the entire uh, transaction can be cancelled by the consumer. So if you would never have purchased the vehicle if you had known that it would was in an accident, which I think would be the case for most of us, then you are entitled to take the car back and get your money back. And that should be the end of the story. It's um, it's easy to say, and it's a little bit harder to implement. But the law assists you with this. The Consumer Protection Act says that um, if a, a supplier doesn't um, uh, refund you your your money and cancel the contract the way they should in terms of uh, the, the Consumer Protection Act, then you are entitled to report them. Um, you would probably start by reporting the transaction to the motor industry ombud. Mm, you don't have a great chance there because the ombud really is a is an industry organization, um, and we find that they normally find in in, in, in favor of the industry. There's a sense of bias by virtue of where the person operates from. For sure. Let's and who pays them. Then. Sorry, Trudy, to interrupt you. Let's take a quick call. We've got three and a half minutes. We don't have too much time. Jude in Cape Town, good evening. Oh, hi. Yes, um, I want you to buy a second-hand car. But I heard a program, and it was either wheelie or we buy cars, and some of the cars were stolen. I want to know how... Can I be 100% sure? Where can I go to the police station or where to make sure the car I'm buying isn't stolen? Excellent. Excellent question. Trudy. I can answer the question. There's an, there's an easy and free way. On the Automobile, Automobile Association, the AA website, there's a button uh, which you can click and you can insert 
the VIN number or the registration number. I can't remember, but I think it's probably the VIN number in there. And that will give you an indication of whether the police have an interest in the vehicle. If the police have an interest in the vehicle, then you please don't buy it because it, there are, there's a good chance that it's uh, been stolen. I've had two clients who've, by mistake, completely innocently purchased a stolen vehicle from a dealership, um, driven through a, a, a police um uh, blockade or whatever and had the vehicle impounded and then you sit without your vehicle and i've had to Good. yeah had to sue the dealership for the uh for the refund excellent thanks jude thanks judy let me go on i bought an opal astra sedan in 2008 and didn't do a thorough check 30 minutes after getting on the road on my way home the car switched off and wouldn't start i opened the bonnet and you can imagine the embarrassment all along i assumed it was the starter or alternator it was only after I sold it, I realized it was the battery that was the problem. Hmm, what a pity. Oh, my goodness. And that's such a cheap fix normally. Yeah, less than two yeah. grand. I mean, 2008 is probably less yeah. than a grand at the time. I'm going to try and read this as legibly as I possibly can. Please bear with me. I'm just going to read what he's written because I'm struggling to quite make out what it says. But let's go. Hi, Songhezo. I bought a taxi through, fri- through Finance 2008 model. By the price is more like a new one over 72 months. I will pay 1.4 million. A vehicle has a problem from day one after warranty expired in six months. The engine stops working. It was 2022 till today, and they refused to take it back. Even the ombuds couldn't help me after they ignore their letters. I understand this to mean somebody bought a vehicle in 2018 financed over 72 months, which would mean he or she would pay some 1.4 million for the vehicle. But the problems started like the previous one after day one. Six months into it, the engine mm. stops working. Now, 2022, to this day, is trying to take it back. No assistance. The ombudsperson is not coming through to the party. What can you say to this person with this very limited information we have? Wow. Um, this is a person with a very substantial claim. Uh, it sounds as though they have probably not quite a 1.4 million rand claim, but whatever the purchase price was, the finance is, is usually not refunded to one in full. Um, but that you can exercise your claim for a refund either before the National Consumer Tribunal. The Consumer Tribunal has been really proactive in favor of consumers, especially in the last 14 months, um, literally four dealerships have had a, a, a hundred thousand rand fine or a 50,000 rand, 60,000 rand fine imposed on them for refusing to take back a defective vehicle. Exactly what you're describing, uh, the the, uh, purchaser of this taxi. So you have legal recourse, speak to a consumer lawyer and make sure that they get your case before the tribunal. Um, It can be a slight, a rather lengthy process, but the fact of the case is that the fact that it became defective in the first six months entitles you to a, a full refund. Fantastic. Bob has a quick question. Please repeat how one checks if a vehicle has been in an accident. 30 seconds. I have to go to news. Quickly, Trudy, please. Ring the uh, ring the, the um, manufacturer, give the VIN number and ask them whether they have a record of it being in an accident. Also look for overspray um, and um, uh, get, take it to the agents, pay them to give it a check and, and have them give you an expert uh, advice on that. We aim to please. Thank you so much, Trudy. Thanks to all of you who have participated on this platform in engaging, especially our guest. It certainly is our way of making sure that as responsible broadcasters, 
we respond to our public interest mandate. Unfortunately, time is now up. It's 22.01. Thanks for the indulgence, Mr. Greg Hose with the news.